Beyond the, Beyond the Headlines. This is World Insight. Hello and welcome to Trade for People and Planet World Insight Special Edition on the ongoing MC13, WTO 13's Ministerial Conference. I'm Tian Wei. Trade ministers from across the world attend to reveal the functioning of multilateral trading system and to take action on the future work of the WTO. The conference is chaired by the UAE's Minister of State for Foreign Trade. There are a list of crucial issues to work on in a world where fragmentation has become one of the biggest challenges for all of us. WTO Director General Ngozi Ogongo-Ivela outlined this important agenda at the opening ceremony on Monday. Here at MC13, the WTO is welcoming its first new members in almost eight years, Timor-Leste and Comoros. We celebrate the hard work they have put in and the beneficial but challenging reforms they have implemented at home. Some additional good news is that the number of acceptances of the Fisheries Subsidies Agreement will reach 70 this week. That's the Director General of World Trade Organization. So what makes a successful MC13? What are people's expectations amid fragmentation? What can this world most important international trade mechanism do to bring consensus and hope? What is the role that China plays in working with others to deliver? Here's my exclusive interview with China's ambassador to the WTO, Li Chenggang, here in Abu Dhabi. Mr. Ambassador, what are your expectations of the meeting, which is likely to last a week? Uh, as you know, this year, WTO is approaching the 30th uh, anniversary and the world is involving a lot of challenges and difficulties faced by, the, by, uh, uh, faced by us. So at this moment, I believe the WTO as a trade organization, the members should deliver the meaningful outcome for the people, mm -hmm. for the development, and for the world. Actually, we all, just like the DG said uh, last week, the world is watching on us. Yes. So this week, I think members, ministers have to work hard, try to clean the text, try to create more meaningful outcome on the various topics. Of course, from China's point of view, we can do a lot. For example, the ministerial declaration, mm -hmm. the agriculture issue, mm -hmm. the uh, accession, we will have uh, two new more members. Mm -hmm. yes. And also, we, we have a phase two agreement and also the moratorium, the electronic moratorium issue, and also the IFD agreement, the investment facilitation agreement. Mm. I think a lot of issues on the table, so we still need to work hard. Mm. Let's talk about some of the issues you just mentioned, yeah. Mr. Ambassador, especially the IFD, yeah. uh, about the investment facilitation for development. That yeah. has been bringing consensus from many members of yeah. WTO. And a, a meeting prior to MC13, actually those uh, who have been on consensus on this agree to bring it to an even bigger stage. So what are your expectations? Because China is a strong supporter here. Yes, as you know, the, uh, this agreement started from the initiative. Seven years ago, China with uh, several other developing members, we initiated the talks on this issue then and into the uh, structure dialogue, then the negotiation. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, we concluded the text last July, yeah. 
the ministers from the participants uh, will officially conclude the negotiation and then make the request to the MC13 for a ministerial decision with the aim to incorporate this agreement into the WTO framework yes. because this, uh, this agreement will benefit especially developing members and ODCs to help them to create more French investment uh, environment to abstract more FDI and to uh, facilitate economic growth. Now there are, there are 125 participants. Wow. Already three quarters of the entire membership. Mm. I think this is a magic number because WTO is a rule-making organization. Mm. So the, the negotiation is always tough because members have different views. So we have to explore the middle ground. So try to reach a consensus. Actually, reaching consensus is a painful process. <laughs> So it's really not easy. <laughs> Developer members... And develop this is coming from the ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that is true. <laughs> Developer members, developing members, even among the developing members, due to the national context, still, uh, uh, develop members still have their own interests and concerns. So, so exploring the, the, the middle ground is a very tough challenge for us. Of course, to expand the the scope of participants is also a very challenge, challenge job. Uh, during the past two, two years, China, of course, work, uh, work with uh, other members. We like, help like who? Developed members, EU, Australia, and etc. And also a lot of developing members, Chile, and also Brazil, and a lot of de developing members. We conducted a lot of reach out to briefing the agreement, share our views, what's the value of this agreement. Right. Yeah, to convince other members to join us. That's why now we have a big, big number of the participants. Right. I think this is the biggest number for the so-called JSI, Joint uh, Statement Initiative approach. Mm -hmm. so, for this time? Yeah. So what is likely to happen when they finally agree that the, the agreement will be bringing into the WTO framework? If we can uh, successfully incorporate this agreement into the WTO framework, I think it will create a history. For example, uh, this agreement just initiated seven years ago. Yes. But in WTO, to negotiate agreement, seven years means nothing. It will be the shortest time for, for agreement. So likely to making history? Yeah, it will create another room for members to think about how should we do the WTO work better to help the members. Mm -hmm. So we have a more room to mm -hmm. work for people, work for the people. Of course, it will also give, uh, give members a lot of thinking. How should we reform the WTO? How to reinvigorate the WTO's negotiation function. Mm -hmm. It matters, the future of WTO form. It is a critical juncture, isn't it? There were you know, talks about whether there's already paralysis of the WTO process, mm -hmm. uh, whether there's gonna be any kinds of consensus on reform of WTO, yes. whether there's going to be real help anymore yes. for the developing countries. So you are saying this one, IFD, is going to be a demonstration that WTO works, yep and it works for people's real interests. Yeah, it, 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 will, send, it will set an example I see. for us. At least we can have a further thinking 
how to reform the WTO function, yeah. make it better. Bad for the people. For so how? So how? What have you learned from there? This this topic, in, initiated by the so-called somebody said is the plurilateral approach, yeah. but finally, it translated into the multilateral outcome. Mm. So I think that's a big change. That will change also change the format, mm -hmm. way uh, of of our work. For example, the efficiency of WTO. Of course. Yeah. Of course, there were, you know, if you read the press, uh, wow. I did a little bit before I uh, jumped to you and uh, do this interview, uh, there were people saying, oh, it's not going to be the way to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, why do they do that uh, from uh, plural and then to multilateral? Yeah. It's not the practice of WTO before. Why should it be now? You know, during the past uh, decades, almost 30 years, the WTO has never delivered a real multilateral agreement, even a plurilateral agreement. Mm -hmm. If we can deliver this agreement, just use seven years, why should we, why should, why we should do it? China, as earlier, organized the China Roundtable. So tell us more about what happened this time uh, at the uh, China Roundtable. Uh, 2011, China and the WTO Secretariat jointly establish a China uh, ODCs and accession program. China Roundtable is one of the five pillars under this program. The aim of this program is to support the ODCs accession to WTO. LDC means the least developed least economies. economies. Facilitate them more smoothly integrated into the global economy. Uh, during the past 12 years, the, and this program, uh, China, uh, uh, this program already helped eight ODC countries to exceed the WTO. Uh, and, during, and also the, the round table already organized across the four continents. Mm -hmm. This year, the round table held in this region. This is the first time in this region. We try to give more support to them, to help them integrate into the global uh, multilateral trading system. When you were organizing the China Roundtable together with WTO, how were you and your China team trying to provide you know, China's takeaways, experiences, lessons learned over the past two decades? Yeah, the accession to WTO uh, for the exceeding members uh, means a lot. Actually, the accession, uh, accession process is a painful process. <laughs> it's uh, another painful process. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of discussions, yeah. negotiations, yeah, trade-off. China's accession to WTO actually is a, is a milestone for the opening up process. During the past two decades, uh, China's trade incre has increased 11 times. Mm -hmm. We are now uh, the main trading partners of 140 countries and regions, and also we are the largest trading country in goods. While China has made a big progress, we also created more opportunities for the rest of the world. China now has a large volume of the import from all over the world. For example, now the 10% of the ODC's export the destination is China. I see. Yeah, so we provide a huge market to others. 
let others to enjoy our development. Mm -hmm. uh, so China has learned how to do it mutually beneficial. Yes. I see. But others say, oh, well, China's success today has a lot to do with uh, China's entry into the WTO. And without this, uh, China would be nowhere today. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and as a result, uh, China has been benefited too much. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not fair for the others. Uh, what would you say? I think, I don't think this say is a fair assessment. Actually, of course, we benefit from the accession to WTO, we benefit from the globalization. Yes. But also, we also uh, create a lot of opportunities for the rest of the world. It's not just one win, one loss. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's a win-win situation. So, if you carefully calculate how much money gained by the, 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 the others, it will be a very big number. Mm -hmm. I still believe uh, China's opening up will not only benefit ourselves, mm -hmm. will also benefit, contribute to the global economic growth. Mm. Mr. Ambassador, you know very well that Chinese economy now is going through a transition. Yes. So how to make sure that the domestic consumption will be encouraged, while at the same time some of the uh, new technologies will bring in more mm. momentum for future economic growth, mm. and how that will reflect it in trade. Mm. I know also there's uh, some difficult period uh, for trade uh, for China uh, because of geopolitics yes. and uh, some of the other uncertainties in the world. So how do you sitting in Geneva before coming here, you know, as China's ambassador to the most important international trade body, you know, observe and articulate where China is and where the rest of the world is? Today, the most certain thing is uncertainty. China is, is just one member of the big family, the world. We cannot manage all the things. The most certain thing we can do is try to make ourselves, uh, our work, more efficient, better for the purpose, for the sustainable development. Mm -hmm. Now China is, is at a stage to pursue high quality uh, and institutional reform opening up. And WTO is a platform to further facilitate China's institutional reform. Because, you know, China, the WTO is a rule-based organization. Right. Uh, and now we are also dis discussing, negotiating some new rules, like the e-commerce, like the IFD, the yeah. investment facilitation. If China... Fisheries. Yeah, fisheries. Agriculture. Yeah, agriculture. If China continually closely follow the rules, the multilateral rules, I think we could get more support from the outside, from, from, from the multilateral training system to strengthen our institutional reform and opening up. I think finally it will, for sure, will benefit ourselves. Of course, it will also benefit the rest of the world. One thing about WTO that's very difficult is the appellate body. Without the appellate body functioning, WTO as an international trading system does not have teeth. Yeah. We know the consequences. Now we are also seeing that. Yes. That means WTO does not have strength to mm. make a change. Mm. So what is the realistic expectation for MC13 this time about it? I think in WTO, uh, all members believe that the value of this system, this uh, the dispute settlement mechanism. Of course, now we face a, a difficult situation. The Apple body cannot work well. Mm -hmm. 
During the past two years, from the MC12, we got the mandate from the ministers. Ministers in instructed us work hard, try to uh, restore the fully well-functioning dispute settlement system by 2024. Okay. Well, this year is the year, right, yes. Mr. Ambassador? Of course. Unfortunately, we can we cannot deliver a full set of the solution at MC13, mm -hmm. but we still hope by 2024 we can fulfill the mandate from the MC12 in Geneva. Members already conducted a lot of work and also uh, make a, made some of the progress. But the tough issues, the AB is still on the table. So post MC13, we still have a lot of work to do. It's always a hope. Yeah. We, we, we will try to do that. Mr. Ambassador, you're a trade negotiator. You're also a great diplomat in Thank a way. You. So, but I would, I would say the things that is difficult to say. Mm. The elephant in the room is one of the largest economies in the world. Yeah. Do not agree mm. there needs to be more advancement of uh, uh, the appellate body. Yeah. And that's why we are seeing what we are seeing today. Yeah. Things are not likely to change for the better. When you see elections going on, half of the world's population right. are ex are experiencing that, yeah. especially in some of those economies. Mm. So, Mr. Ambassador, when you say hope, what do you exactly mean? I think, uh, uh, this, just now I said, this year is the 30th anniversary of the uh, WTO. Yeah. The things change a lot. The whole world is changing, is evolving. Yes. So, we, I think we, we cannot just keep the, the same thoughts as a third, simply as a 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. We have to have a more uh, creative idea mm -hmm. to effectively address the challenges and the difficulties today. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, members' positions, opinions on, uh, on the dispute settlement uh, issue, of course, is quite different. But I think as long as members can continually engage with each other in a constructive manner, try to explore the middle ground, try to compromise to each other. Yes. Of course, that should be based on the strong belief in the multilateral trading system. If that is the case, I think we can do it. Just like the MC12, we made a success. Some countries seem to have the mentality, if things are not the way that I want it to be, mm -hmm. I would break it yeah. rather than participate to make a change. Yeah. So, how do you see that mentality? What is China's mentality? From China's perspective, of course, the world is not perfect. Yeah? If we find something not satisfied, not perfect, we should think about how to improve it, not destroy it. If we can, we can always think about how to improve it, we can, we can find more possibilities. We can find more room to uh, explore the uh, consensus. So we hope through the, the constructive communication, right. we, at first we can, try, we can try to reach consensus on the mentality. Right. MC13 is not going to be an easy occasion. Of course. Nobody's saying that. Earlier I met Madam DG uh, mm. and she is saying, uh, we have to work very hard in yeah. order to deliver. You already see the excitement in the air. This is only happening once every two years. 
the most authoritative and most high-level trade negotiations and discussions in the world. So what kinds of uh, approach that we need to have, we need to have here mm. so that we will be able to be resilient mm -mm -mm. throughout the week of MC13 and onward. You know, I, I can tell you a very interesting thing. In Geneva, among the ambassadors, ambassadors always talk about how to de-dramatize the ministerial conference. Yeah, the, of course, members always prefer through the regular work we can deliver a meaningful thing. But that's not the case. <laughs> so I, I always joke with my, uh, yeah. my colleagues, right. no drama, no success. So uh, it's fair to say this year, the MC13, the atmosphere is comparatively positive than MC12. Yes. Of course, we the negotiations always not easy, so that's why we have to work more harder this week, try to deliver the meaningful outcomes. What's your expectation? Let me just quickly ask the question and you give a quick answer. So I'll go through the list of okay. what is on the to-do list of uh, MC13 this year. What about fishery subsidies? We hope we can, we can do it. What about agriculture? We expect some kind of political guidance for the next step. IFD. IFD, of course, successful incorporation will be a good news for the world. Appellate body. Uh, we will continue to discuss, to discuss and negotiate, try to fulfill the mandate by 2024. Reform at WTO. It's a continuous process. Well, we should uh, always pursue to strengthen the multilateral training system it will be a long-term work, not just a one day, one year. My final question for you, Mr. Ambassador. What is it like to be the ambassador of the second largest economy in the world to the most important international trading mechanism when you are seeing these dramatic changes going on in the world today? You know, last year, President Xi convened a group study on the topic of uh, WTO rules and WTO reform. President Xi said, historical changes has taken place between China and the WTO. China now is an active participant of the rulemaking for various issues. Of course, we have our own national interest. But China as a- Everybody has a national context. Of course. But, but China as a- a big, uh, big sort of developing uh, member. We always keep the specific interest and the interest of the entire membership into the consideration. Mm -hmm. We always balance the national interest and the interest of the entire membership. So we try to find the balance, try to be more constructive and active. So. That's why now we have more and more friends uh, in WTO. Yeah, we, we, we talk a lot. Uh, China will, will do our part, try to contribute the strengthening of the multilateral training system with the WTO as its core. Thank you so much, <laughs> Mr. Ambassador. Thank you. And that's all the time we have for today. Here's our special program, Trade for People 
and the planet. I'm going to see you tomorrow with continuous coverage of the ongoing MC13, the WTO Ministerial Conference here in Abu Dhabi. On behalf of my teams, bye for now. wondered what's actually going on in Africa through the perspective of an African. How are things really going between China and Africa? What's the narrative of this relationship? Well, get a perspective with China-Africa Talk. Hear from African diplomats, entrepreneurs, academics, Chinese natives and more. Get on our wavelength every week to find out what's real with China-Africa Talk. Find us on your favorite podcast. We'll see you there. Dive into news like never before with Deep Dive, the podcast from CGTN Radio. Join our global reporters for captivating stories and thought-provoking conversations. Search Deep Dive on your favorite podcast platforms and get ready to dive in.